G'day guys, what is going on? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. This is a sort of impromptu walking with Pete episode where I'm not walking. I need to come up with a better name. I think now that I'm doing a lot of these episodes that are walking with Pete, uh, sitting down in my office. So, I don't know if sitting with Pete has the same ring ring to it. Um, but yeah, if you guys have got any suggestions, you know, chats with Pete, yarns with Pete, chinwags with Pete, I don't know. See if you can come up with a good name for these sorts of episodes where I give you an update. Now, the thing is, um, I guess I used to call them walking with Pete episodes because I used to live in Melbourne and I would be walking to work. I would be walking to um, the museum where I was studying. I would be walking to the gym to uh, do jujitsu, to train, everything like that. And so, it was always either commuting on trams, walking around, um, getting public transport, that sort of stuff. So, I would be able to just record these episodes using my phone and a, you know, lapel mic, one of these little beauties. Got it here. See if I can hold it up. One of these little lapel mics, just plug it into my phone and it was great work. Um, but obviously now, living in suburbia, in a suburb called Kerr Lewis, I don't often get out and about walking. I've got a car now, right? When I was living in Melbourne, I'd never had a car. I went for probably, Jesus, would have been probably about seven or eight years without a car. You live in Melbourne, there's no need. You've got public transport. It's a lot cheaper. Anyway, so, I've made myself a coffee here with this New Zealand mower cup. I think my folks got this for me in New Zealand. That is a mower. I guess it was sort of their version of the emu, although a lot bigger. So, they had a huge flightless bird as well as the kiwi, a very small flightless bird. Anyway, just let me have a bit of a sip of my coffee. Usually, when I sit down and try and chat to you guys like this, um, I end up forgetting about the fact that I have a coffee in front of me. I get to the end of the chat and it's cold and I have to make another one. So, I'm going to try and consume this whilst I'm chatting to you guys. But I thought I would do this episode to sort of give you an update uh, with how things are, what's going on, assuming on how soon I can get this out, if I can get this out really quickly, probably in the next few days. Um, It'll be ahead of- what do I want to say? It'll be ahead of when Joanne is coming. I guess we'll wind it back. My head's all over the place today, so forgive me if I have all these sort of strands of thoughts. So, at the moment, we're in a new house. We're in Kerr Lewis. We've sort of settled in. It's been about a month and a half now that we've been here. Beautiful house, really happy with it. Um, although, there are some complaints in terms of the location. I definitely uh, have to remember you know, how privileged I am in terms of the country I live in, when I was born, um, the kind of wealth that the society that I live in has, and that I have a roof over my head and everything like that. But my only little complaint about living somewhere like Kerr Lewis is that there is no forest close by. I would love to have some mountains, some forest somewhere that I could go for a walk, right? I mean, first world problems, but- I would definitely, definitely, definitely love to be able to just transport Kerr Lewis, this suburb, to somewhere like uh, the Dandenongs or the Otway Ranges um, down the coast of Australia past- uh, well, along the Great Ocean Road and be able to just leave my house and go for a walk in the mountains. So, that's my only little gripe, my only complaint about where we're currently living. Everything else is perfect, but I would definitely love a little bit more nature nearby without having to go and drive there, right? If I go for a drive for, you know, half an hour, an hour, I'll get to the beach or I'll get to somewhere I can go and, you know, be at one with nature, get my sort of um, nature rocks off, right? Have have um, that sort of 
getting back to nature. I don't know. There's something cathartic about it. There's something very relaxing and and peaceful about being in nature. I don't know if you guys feel that, but I definitely feel that when I'm when I'm out there, you know, at the beach, in the forest, you can hear the animals, you can hear the wind, the water. It's just it's it's incredible. It's almost like a meditative thing. I don't know if it's like good for the soul. I'm sure there's studies done on this, and I'm sure compared to say living in a city, psychologically, physiologically, it's probably better to be living somewhere peaceful, which is often where there's nature. But yeah, I wonder if you guys feel that too. I, I do. And and it's at the moment, I'm really, I'm struggling with trying to save up at the moment to uh, put together a house deposit so that we can buy a house and finally be not paying rent anymore and actually, um, you know, investing our money in something we own. And the hard part at the moment is working out where on earth to buy a house. We're kind of screwed because at the moment, the the housing market is moving away from us so quickly. It's like happening at light speed where the prices of houses are just going insane. This house, I believe, was sold or the land was sold in like 2011 for like $155,000. And a few weeks ago, the house across the road here in Curlewis sold for eight hundred, nearly $800,000. My parents bought their house in Ocean Grove in, I think, 1996 for like 150 something thousand dollars, you know, in the 150s there. Their house is now today probably worth over a million dollars. So, how on earth we're ever going to be able to buy a house in this kind of location is beyond me. I have no idea. We're going to have to save up, you know, like $100,000 if we wanted a 10% deposit on a house to get a loan from a bank, which seems like a ridiculous amount, right? That would be like an entire year's income. <laughs> so, that, that seems beyond me. I don't know how we're going to do that. <sighs> Craziness. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just very interesting to see how on earth our children too are going to be able to afford houses. So, that's the sort of thing I'm battling with at the moment. It's working out where do we want to live? Where can we afford to live? How are we going to get money together to be able to buy a house? Maybe we just have to settle for living further away from somewhere like where I grew up in Ocean Grove or like Geelong or, or Melbourne. You know, maybe you have to go rural. Um, there's a lot to think about, you know, because it's a big commitment. And I'm sure you guys have sort of faced the same sort of thing. But yeah, so we're currently, I guess, waiting for Joanna to arrive. And I'll get onto that shortly. Where we've moved into this house. We're thinking about saving up to be able to try and buy a house in the next year or two. We're dealing with Noah's terrible twos. So, some days he's, he's a beautiful child. He's awesome. He's, you know, the life of the party. Very happy. Um, very nice to be around. And then other days, he is the devil incarnate. You know, and obviously, I'm being facetious. I am exaggerating a little bit. But some days, he can definitely, um, definitely stress you out. With the amount of crying, with the, the just the constant tantrums. He's always chucking a tanty. There's some good Aussie slang for you. A tanty is a tantrum, right? When a baby cries or gets upset or angry, starts screaming and shouting, he's chucking a tanty, having a tanty. So, Noah's been doing that quite a bit at the moment. Usually randomly, like- you know, it's not that he's, um, say, incredibly hungry. He just wants to do something and he can't do it. Or maybe he's trying to play with something and he's trying to do something that he can't manage to do. And he, 
He instead, you know, just throws the thing and starts screaming. Um, so, having to deal with that, definitely having to try and sort of, you know, zen, zen it out and, and just relax. So, that's been fun. And then on top of that, I guess we're dealing with Joanna, which is our second child who's going to be born probably this week. So, depending on when this episode comes out, that's going to be an interesting um, event for you guys. This will probably be released after the fact because we've had issues on and off with Joanna. I think up to about week 20-something, maybe 2024, she was perfect in terms of size, health, development, growth. Um, And then when we got to week 28, as many of you guys probably know, we found out that she was suddenly in like the second percentile. Right. So, really, really small. One in 50. She was the smallest out of 50 children, right? Out of every 50 children, the second percentile is the smallest child in that 50 children. So, she wasn't growing very fast and we were kind of like having to go to the hospital every single week, probably two or three times to get monitoring, to get ultrasounds, to make sure that she was still getting enough nutrients, the blood flow was right, to track how she's growing. Was she growing? Was she doing better? And it's kind of been off and not, you know, it's kind of been up and down, I guess I want to say. Up and down, not off and on. Up and down in that she's had little periods where she's grown a lot, gotten up to like the 20th percentile. And then more recently, she dropped back down to the 8th percentile. And the doctors have to keep an eye on it. Some of you guys are probably know better than me because you'll work in this area, right? As nurses, as doctors, as obstetricians. But apparently, the issue is that if children aren't developing very quickly, it's quite often related to how much nutrients they're able to get through the placenta, um, through the umbilical cord into themselves. And they ha- the doctors have to keep an eye on that because if something suddenly changes, she could be at risk of, you know, I don't know, getting sick or potentially dying. So, that's why we have to go in so often to have a check on that. It's also why if she's very small, she needs to be delivered early. So, potentially now at about week 38 in the next few days, because if they let it go too long, there's the increased risk of something suddenly changing and then Joanna effectively, you know, being in trouble whilst inside Kel. So, either tomorrow or Wednesday, I think will be the day that Kel gets- she gets something called a stretch and sweep, where I'll spare you the details, but effectively it's a little kind of- Not an operation, it's not really that invasive, although it's internal, Um, but it's not like, you know, cutting her open and doing anything or injecting anything, but it's effectively trying to trick the body into thinking that the pregnancy is, you know, um, starting to end, that she's going into labour. If that doesn't work, then she'll have to be induced and be given um, drugs that effectively cause her to start having contractions. And the uh, prenatal nurses or doctors will rupture the, the placenta to get things started. So, one of those things is obviously going to happen, maybe two of those things actually, um, by Wednesday. And so, probably by the end of the week, we're going to have our second child, Joanna. Just keeping my fingers crossed, we are keeping our fingers crossed, hoping that everything's all right with her. She's only about two kilos at the moment, so she may have to stay in the prenatal ward at the hospital overnight, maybe for a few days. We don't really know yet. Um, We're just going to have to see when she arrives. But at least everything that the doctors are saying and everything is that she's just really small. She seems anatomically normal. Brain development's good. Organ development's good. Size is just the problem. She's just smaller than she should be. So, 
that's pretty much the update, guys. That's pretty much where we are. We're sort of just taking it day by day at the moment. Um, ooh, I should mention, I should talk about Aussie English, right? You know, where's that going? What What's happening with that? So, I guess that's the background with the house, with Noah, um, with, with Joanna. Kel's doing really well. She's obviously, you know, tired, um, putting herself under a lot of stress, trying to do as much as she was doing when she wasn't pregnant. So, I'm constantly trying to get her to back off and take a chill pill, right, to relax a little bit, kick her feet up and just take it easy. But, um- as you guys may or may not know, she's got that sort of personality where she's constantly wanting to be doing something productive. She wants to be working. She's very- she puts a lot of pressure on herself to to do things, right? To clean the house, to take care of Noah, to go out, to cook for him, to do all these things, to help me, to do all sorts of stuff. Or I'm just like, just take it easy. Go watch Netflix, read a book or something. Jesus, like, relax, you know, give yourself some time off. She doesn't listen to me though. Anyway, she's doing really well. She's doing really well. Um, back to Aussie English, man. Okay, so, the academy's been closed for three months as of- I think it'll be next week. I'll have to go back and check. But I know that March is three months after we closed the academy to new members. In the meantime, I have been working with a website designer to improve- the website. We've got a sort of development website that we're working on everything. It's not on the main one. And we are trying to just improve the function of everything. I'm trying to improve the layout of all the different things. I'm trying to redo the academy to make it easier to use. I want to add in more courses in there. One course that I'm thinking of doing is going through this book. This is a book called How to Improve Your Foreign Language Immediately. I've talked about this before. It is by Boris Schechtman. I'm thinking about going through his seven tools. He has seven tools in here that are really good for just improving your fluency effectively immediately, hence the name of the book, right? So, they're things that we can all do, that we can all implement when we're learning any kind of language or even speaking a native language to improve fluency. I love this book. If you guys want to check it out, you can probably find it online somewhere. Get your hands on it. It's great. Otherwise, keep an eye out, join the academy, and I'm going to make a fluency course based on the concepts that are in this book to help academy members improve their speaking abilities. Um, Besides that, I'm going to be trying to add more teachers in there. Tara is one of the teachers who's going to be coming on and talking about business, professionalism, that sort of stuff in her classes. She'll be giving group speaking classes. We have Ian in there at the moment who does more history and culture and current affairs kind of things are related to Australia. So, he gives three classes every single week to students that can come and practice their speaking. Tara is going to be doing two to start with. She may get up to three, but I want there to be effectively a class every single day of the week eventually that you guys can either go to or watch after it um, has taken place so you can see the recording and just be practicing your speaking, your listening, everything like that about many different topics, business, Australia, history, culture, news, current affairs, you know, personal relationships, whatever it is. That's the point of that. Beyond that, I have forked out, I have spent a lot of money buying the um, preliminary or first run application for the uh, theme that I use on the website. So, I use a theme on my website by a company called Buddy Press. I don't know why you need to know that. Doesn't really matter. They effectively have a an app called Buddy App. 
and it is going to be coming out on the phone. It's been released this month and my developers are working on trying to implement that on the website. There's still sort of the company is still sort of drip feeding a bunch of this stuff because this is the first time they've worked on this this application. This is their first release. But we're trying to hopefully have that implemented and released in the next few months, depending on the time that we get um, the, the sort of timescale with them releasing the full thing. They're sort of trying to iron out all the kinks, all the problems, get rid of the bugs and have it working well. Once it works well, we can implement it and release it to you guys. And it will mean that I can um, give you guys who are members access to the premium podcast, to your courses, to the academy. You'll be able to go to these speaking lessons. You'll be able to do it all through your phone or through a tablet if you're using a tablet. So, that's why I spent thousands of dollars um, getting the pre-order for that application so that we can then implement that and I can better help you guys um, study anywhere, anytime with a better system than just using uh, the browser on your phones to sort of access the, um, the Aussie English website. So, I guess that's it. I guess I, I also want to sort of apologize. I have had a lot of plans for things that I've wanted to do. I want to give you a tour of the house. I want to show you this house that we are renting. I know that I said I was going to do that when we moved in. It's just that things got away from us with um, Joanna in the hospital and everything. I know that I said I wanted to do a video on how to say different um, brands in Australian English. I'm going to get to that as well. Again, I just want to say I'm sorry. I have these ideas. They're definitely there. They've just been put on the back burner. They've been sort of delayed, pushed back a bit because of current situations with um, with Joanna and, and with moving house. And, you know, it's one of those things where we were told we had to leave the other house. And then shortly after that, we were told we had to leave the other house and find this house. We found out we had issues with Joanna and it was like, when it rains, it pours. It's a good expression for you guys. So, it's kind of the idea that when one thing goes wrong, many other things will go wrong as well, right? It all happens at once. So, that's what we've sort of been dealing with. But, um, yeah, apart from that, I guess the last thing to really update you on is um, my health change, I guess. What, what, my, my English is horrible today. What am I trying to say? The changes that I've implemented in my life regarding my health. So, I've been trying to work out, right? I've been working on the guns on um, my body. I've been doing squats and deadlifts and, and bench press. And a lot of work thanks to my um, PT, my personal trainer, Marcus Kane. You guys can follow him on Instagram. Just look for Marcus Kane. I've, I've tagged him before. I've mentioned him. He is one of my mates from high school. I, I recently interviewed him on the podcast. You can go and check that out where we talk about nutrition, working out. Um, there's a whole bunch of interesting things that we chat about there. But he is effectively helping me to turn my life around so that I'm eating better, I'm working out really well and I'm just in a better place physically, you know, and health-wise. And it's been great. So, I've probably been doing it now for maybe two months. And at the moment, most of what I'm doing workout-wise is just to condition my body to get used to what's going to come in, in the future. So, obviously, when you get started at the gym, you start getting those gains, right? Your muscles start growing. A big problem, though, is that if you rush too fast with trying to lift heavy weights- your muscles may be big and they may be able to do it, but your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, your connective tissue doesn't adapt as quickly. And so, you need to take, you know, months getting- working up to 
um, that heavier sort of lifting stuff, the more intense stuff. So, that's what I'm currently working on. And yeah, I'm trying to read a whole bunch of books to just learn more about physical health. I think I showed you guys recently. I don't have it here, but um, I'm reading The World's Fittest Book by Ross Edgeley. Check him out. He is absolutely insane. Guy, um, he swam around the UK the whole way around in like 175 days straight. Absolutely nuts. Anyway, talk about inspiration. So, yeah, that's sort of an update for now. Um, trying to think, is there anything else that I've left out? I think I think that's pretty much it, guys. I think that is pretty much it. The next few months, I have a feeling, are going to be uh, pretty stressful and um, cooped up inside. I think I have a feeling that we're going to be at home a lot of the time taking care of Joanna. But I will keep you guys up to date with how things go. I'm looking forward to... Um, to the next chapter in our lives, uh, Kel and my life, my Kel and my's life, Kel and our, I don't even know. So tired, guys. <laughs> Tell you what. Um, but yeah, and I should say thank you to all of you guys, especially on Instagram. You guys have been sending me a lot of messages, a lot of emails, a lot of comments everywhere, just supporting, supporting me, supporting Aussie English, supporting Kel, following Noah and his development. And I just want to say thank you so much. The, the support means the world to me and to us. Um, it's, it's just incredible to have you guys here, uh, following this ride that is, um, our lives, I guess. So yeah, thank you so much. And until next time, peace.